All right, I got some philosophizing I need to do here on second down to, to start things off. PJ, you've watched a lot of football. Mm-hmm. Hell, you played football. Someone call it that. You played football. So, <laughs> even beyond that, you have consumed a lot of football. Yeah. You're up 21 to 10. You right. got the ball. The only way the other team has been able to score on you so far is with a screen. That a guy broke some tackles. Okay, we can fix that on the sideline. Beyond that, other team hasn't been able to do Jack Diddley with the ball. You have the football of 21 to 10 with, I think it was nine seconds before the end of the first half on the one-yard line. Right. Now, you don't have any timeouts. But again, you're up 21 to 10, and you're getting the ball to start the second half. Yeah. Yeah. What what do your play calls look like right there? And you arguably have the best quarterback in football. Right. All right, so I think that's an important variable. What do your play calls look like from right there? So you said nine seconds left? Nine seconds left, no timeouts, one yard line, up 11 points, and getting the ball back to start the second half. Yeah, I mean, we got nine seconds, right? So said no timeouts. I mean, I'm probably just trying to put it in, in my best player's hands and see what he can do. But, like, what does that look like? Because I can tell you what it looked like for the Kansas City Chiefs. For the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs, it was two shotgun passes. Right. One of them booting Patrick Mahomes to the right side, falling incomplete, and then the other one throwing a ball behind the line of scrimmage to Tyreek Hill and him getting tackled. That's absolutely not, right? Like, that. that's, that's not going to happen. But it's going to the end zone every time. Like, I, I'm of the philosophy as well that, like, if, if it's third and 14 and you're throwing a five-yard pass, you make me mad. Like, you, I don't yeah. know. You, you just frustrate the heck out of me, even if it's, quote-unquote, the right play. You just make me mad. So I'm trying to maximize as, you know, as many plays as I can in nine seconds, and every single one of them's going into the end zone. Um, now, what... Now, Maybe you try and catch someone off guard with a, you know, at the end, like let's say you throw two straight incompletions, you have one more play. Maybe you try and catch them off guard with a run play or something like that. But even then, I mean, See, that's, that's probably not going to happen. I'm going to the end zone. I have two minds about this. The first one is, and it's like, it's my lizard brain, which is just like, <laughs> it's telling me what I want it to be, which is I want to put three Titans on the field with a fullback and run it and just say, bleep you. Yeah. You haven't been able to stop me all day. I need a yard. Right. I need a yard. Yeah. And then a little bit of football knowledge comes into place, which is, okay, I got probably time for three plays if I get it off quick. Right. Right. Uh, but really what I would do is one pass attempt. If that's not there, come back and then do the bleep you run play. Right. See, that's kind of my, my thought process is I'd probably give it two shots because I feel like really quickly you can get you can get two shots off, but, probably but, about three seconds a piece, and then you come back with the run play. But what's the reason you but, don't run the football there to save for to the, save for a field goal? The only reason is no, I wouldn't even go for the field because goal. Because a the, field goal only takes you from eleven to fourteen. It's still a two score game. It exactly. goes from a two score game to a two score game. That's why like I wouldn't even really think of that. The the one thing is your personnel. It's just who you have. And and that's Pat Mahomes at quarterback. That's what, sometimes having a great quarterback, as weird as this sound, kind of shackles you. Because you're of the mindset of, I have to put it in his hands. He has to be the one. So that oh, thought process of, of maybe running is, the football is, kind of is taken away. How what? How big is Patrick Mahomes? He's a pretty, he's a pretty big 6'2", 6'3", well over 200 pounds. Sure. He's, he's not one of those height guys that everyone talks about, like 
was he too small? So he, he's got to be, you know, right there in the. No, he's actually pretty tall, right? He, he's like six. I think he's like six three, because he was pretty. That was he's one of the listed, things. He's listed as six two, two hundred twenty five pounds. Insanely, he's wrong. literally yeah. the Madden yeah. generic quarterback prototype. Yeah. So, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm thinking. We can't do a sneak with Patrick Mahomes. You have Jarrett McKinnon or Clyde Edwards-Alaire. We can't hand the football to one of those two guys. Absolutely. And so yeah. from the one-yard line, this is the other thing. I know it kills Kevin, too, is you're at the one-yard line, and you snap it five yards back. Yeah. So as soon as the play starts, you've lost five yards. See, if you do go with the run play, that's that's I'm of the same mindset there. If you do go with the run play, in no way, shape, or fashion do you do it from the shotgun. By by no means. You you have to get up under center. But, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is like, <laughs> the, I know a lot of us sitting here thinking are like, well, how hard is it? How hard can it be? How, mu- how much does Pat Mahomes go under center? Uh, it, 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 uh, not, a, fairly, not a ton. He's, he's usually so, in a shotgun, like, yeah. but he they do go under center for a lot of plays. Well, there so. you go. Then, then but, that should have been fine. And my thought but, is, too, is like if it's fourth and one from the 40, they're going under center for a quarterback sneak. Yeah. Right? Right, right. You just need a push. You, you just need... That's it. You got, you got to claw for that inch. Right? Yep. The inch is in front of your face, as Kevin Thomas likes to scream on the show. Right? It's That killed me, but I think the overarching narrative from the weekend was the aggressive teams won. Yeah. Because I'm looking specifically yeah. at that the Chiefs-Bengals game, and Kevin and I were listening uh, on the radio on the way back from Blackshear, mm-hmm. from the old... Stetson Bennett Champions Parade. There you go. Which that looked also, like a great time, dude. Pierce County showed out. It yeah. was three deep all the way down the main drag there. But that, that was pretty cool. But all the way back, we're listening to the game, and it's just Patrick Mahomes does this. Patrick Mahomes does this. Patrick Mahomes does this. Patrick Mahomes does this. And we get home, and we're kind of watching the end of the first half there, and the Bengals just playing soft coverage, too deep, letting the Chiefs have whatever they want to over the middle, and just working their way down the field. And then that's fine if you can stop him in the red zone. Yeah. Right. But they couldn't stop him in the red zone. Right. Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. But what do they do? They come back out in the second half. They're running single high robbers kind of a looks, and they're pressing guys and just saying, hey, we're going to play you man up, yep. and we're going to see what you can do here. And the Chiefs literally didn't score until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. With ended the field up folding. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just I thought the aggressive teams won. And then flip it over to the other side, Bengals in the first half kind of tedious on offense, a lot of screens, a lot of run plays towards the edge. Then the second half, what they do, a lot of big play actions, taking some shots down the field, and hammering inside with Joe Mixon. I don't yeah. think Joe Mixon had a ton of yards in that game, but it was just it was the aggressive play calling, it was the aggressive decisions from the Bengals there that I think won them that football game. And then flip it over, the Chiefs, they had that big lead, and I think when you're on the one-yard line and you don't get that going into halftime, that wrecked them mentally yeah. for the rest of that football game on offense. You you had your you just, You had them. Right, you were looking for the nail in the coffin. It's a totally different game, and you, if you didn't get that, do it yeah. right, and, and you, you just couldn't do it. And that's why I said, even the field goal there, like I, I'm taking all mindset out of kicking a field goal there because you go from 11 to 14. I think you have to hammer the football in right there because, like I said, that's just kind of a I'm better than you statement. Yeah, you haven't been able to stop me all day. We just came down the field here at the end of the first half. I mean, right down the field too. Yeah, because that's what everyone was thinking. It's like, damn, did the Bengals score too quick? Right, and sure enough. Boop, 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 right down the field, one yard line, and then you get conservative. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really needed the answer, too, as you mentioned, is the Bengals just went down the field and scored themselves. So it's like you want to you want to completely rob them of any momentum that they can have going into halftime, and then, boom, all of a sudden, 
they have everything. They yeah. have they have the points. They have the defense coming up big with a stop. I was about to say, so think about it. You stop them at the goal line. Clock runs out because you tackle Tyreek Hill inbounds. Yeah. And then you come back out to start the second half, and you force them to punt. Yeah. And so all of the momentum was on the Bengals side there. And then I'll say this. I know I've been saying that a lot. Only person on the show, uh, you were here last week that picked the Bengals. That's actually, I was going to congratulate you, man. That's the first thing I thought is well, I was just like, this is, I saw them coming back and I'm like, you got to be kidding. Christian's yeah. got it. You got to be kidding me. Well, I wanted to go with everybody where it's like they're playing at Arrowhead and they have Patrick Mahomes who just lives in the AFC championship game. But Joe Burrow, going back to college, hasn't lost a playoff game. He yeah. doesn't lose these gotta have in matchups. There's just something about the dude. Cool, calm, and collected. I think Tony Romo, for as rough as that as that CBS broadcast was, because it was rough. Uh, what was the moment where, like, was it McCall Hardman was returning a punt and he kind of, like, the guy runs into him a little bit after he calls a fair catch, but like, literally bumps into him. Mm-hmm. And he, like, throws his hands in the air and kind of, like, sells it like a soccer dive. Yeah. And Tony Romo goes, yeah, that looks like when my wife asked me to do the dishes. <laughs> Everyone's like, funny. <laughs> They've kind of had a couple of those. Yeah, either you're like super over dramatic, or like no one knows what the hell you're talking about there, yeah. Tony Romo. But outside of that, they they kind of rough, and they, they couldn't even hear the halftime. Yeah, because somebody had a hot mic or something. But CBS had a, had a rough one there. But listen, we are we are in no way judging. No, what it means. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we're not, all, we are in no way judging. We've all had rough broadcasts. It's, it's just kind of like I will say it's they've kind of had a couple of those in a row. Yeah. So. And just say if, if Romo can just kind of get back in his uh, rhythm of yeah. just guessing the football well, plays. Oh, wait, so, so I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. I was going to give him credit <laughs> for it because I thought he made a pretty astute observation, which yeah. was they had that the the wire, like the low angle shot, like looking right into Joe Burrow's eyes. Mm-hmm. And like Tony Romo was like, it's Tom Brady. Mm. And I know it's crazy to say that, but look what Tom Brady was doing in his second year in the NFL versus what Joe Burrow's doing in the playoffs right it's now. Scary. Yeah. Right. And I'm again, I know we're talking about, and we'll get into Tom Brady here in a little bit, but. I know we're talking about the greatest football player of all time, arguably, versus a guy who is going to his first Super Bowl. Like, Tom Brady went to 10 Super Bowls, yeah. right? And this guy's going to his first. But it's just, like, the look in his eyes and the way he plays the position. Tom Brady's never been as mobile as Joe Burrow, which that saved him behind that offensive line a few times. But just the look in his eye and the determination, just kind of that winner's mentality. Yeah. Like, he is the human embodiment of that gif of him smoking a cigar after winning the national championship. Yeah. Dude's just a winner. Yeah, period. And you can see that, like, that's everyone, it gets nervous about comparing players. And that's the thing. You're not comparing, yeah. really. You're seeing the same thing that you saw in, in the eyes and in the feeling and just in the motion and the body language of that player. It's like when when someone, and obviously with everything that's that's happened over the few years, him passing away, like, that, this has become even more of a, uh, you know, pedestal to put someone on. But it's it's a lot like when you see someone playing basketball and they, they just get that cerebral, like Kobe mentality, yeah. just kind of taking over. You can see it in their eyes, and you're like, but you so don't that, say that, that about that, anybody. That Mamba mentality. Right, exactly. Yeah. You, you don't say that about anybody, but you still see it. And to be able to see that in a Joe Burrow, and if, if someone wants to come at, at that comment and, and talk about it, and like they're comparing no, whatever, I, I, that's no, one no, thing. Joe Burrow, but Joe I thought Burrow that was insanely astute. Yeah, I thought that was insanely, but like you said, uh, clear as well because we've seen that now. Yeah. It's not just one time either. It's over and over and over again. There's a reason why these don't guys know, don't I don't lose know if Kevin's here right now, but we, we were sitting in the car, and they go up 21-3, to three, 
And it's like, all right, man, this is about to be a boring afternoon. Like, did we get rid of all the great football last week? Like, is this, we got spoiled, even though we, we had two games come down to the wire again. So it's been two great weeks of football. But I'm sitting in the truck with Kevin, and I was like, I don't know, man, PJ made a good point last week. Joe Burrow's down 17 to nothing in the national championship. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, you look on the sideline, the dude's just, he's a leader. And just like the way his energy is, right? It's You have a lot of quarterbacks when they're having a rough game. I thought the, the funniest one uh, from this postseason, who was it that was the quarter? Oh, it was uh, Eli Manning, who when Kyler Murray was down big yeah. early in the playoffs, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm walking I'm walking up and down the sideline right now, and I'm telling everybody we're not out of it. And then they sh- go to the sideline shot of Kyler Murray, and he's just sort of kind of sitting there on the bench, not talking to anybody. I'm not saying pouting, but just like yeah. just kind of sitting there like shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. Look at Joe Burrow when they're down 21-3, to three, and then look at Joe Burrow as they start to work their way back on the sideline. They're in that constant communication. I love the shot of him sitting on the cooler next to his offense alignment. Yeah. Like when the defense is on the field, right? So it's just there. I know the intangibles. A lot of people can think they can get overdriven, but it's just there. there's such thing as a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is a NFL quarterback. Yep. Right. You can put Jimmy, you can plug Jimmy Garoppolo on a team and for the most part, he can get done what you want to get done as a quarterback, but a franchise quarterback is someone that your team revolves around, that the city can just be galvanized around, and that's what Joe Burrow is. Yeah. He's a dude from the state, right? He's a he's a champion from college, and now all he's done since he's come to the NFL is one. Mm-hmm. So I just that was awesome to me. Let's take a quick break here. We're gonna come back. We're gonna break down the NFC championship because that was a lot closer than I think a lot of people thought, but also at the same time. I don't know that anyone ever really questioned if the Rams were going to win or not. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Cameron, we will hop on with us here as well. This is ESPN. Here we go. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Chris Gopel, by Cameron, and PJ Zuko. You guys are doing a really good sports talk show in the break of our sports talk show. Hey. Oh, we're just practicing, you know. But yeah, let's just practicing. Let's talk about like milk. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You want to talk about milk? No, I was just joking. It's just the first, thing that came. the first thing that came to your head. I'm drinking coffee, and like a lot of times there's milk in coffee. I don't know, dude. I've never seen you put milk in your coffee. Because <clears throat> I don't. That's the weird thing. I I don't know. Why Why was milk the first thing that came to your mind, PJ? Milk is good. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not sure. A lot of people put milk in their coffee. I had to put milk in my coffee, Uh, you know, Yesterday, because we didn't have any creamer at the house. So maybe that's why. I don't know. I looked at the coffee. I remember that. Uh, it's weird. Coffee. Milk. Anyway. Let's get away from that. It was a j- it was a joke. I was just being sarcastic. Let's talk about the NFC Championship. Uh, yes. Going in to the fourth quarter. Two-score game. Did you ever doubt that the Rams were going to win that football game? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. The whole time, it just... Even with the 49ers getting up like that and scoring that that second touchdown, the whole time it just felt like they were just trying to hold on as as hard as they could. And from watching all the football I've watched, and especially all the teams that I've rooted for uh, over the past four or five years, you can't play to not lose a game. And I feel like with a lot of 49ers wins this year, they, they, they were able to win that way just just barely with their defense being superhuman and you know then then Debo Samuel coming in to save them but you can only do that so many times and you can't do that against a really solid team who's who's playing pretty much at their best so not really I I would have been insanely surprised if they did hold on and obviously ultimately they didn't now hindsight's 2020 but 
No, I, it never felt like they were going to win to me. I was nervous for the Rams. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the Rams was going to lose when that touchdown was scored. Only because uh, 49ers have beaten them six straight times, so they haven't beaten them in like three, four years. And that stadium was packed out with 49ers yeah. fans even after the, I guess, the county and the city of Los Angeles like tried to prevent people mm-hmm. from outside the city buying tickets. Didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was nervous for them. Like, I think McVeigh is three and seven against Shanahan. So, obviously, Shanahan got the best of him, has the best of him. But, man, I was, I was nervous. But I will say this I was definitely rooting for Stafford and the Rams because I, I think Stafford is proving everybody wrong when you get to another location. Obviously, you're going to be a great quarterback. In Detroit, he couldn't show that because he had literally nobody. In Detroit is where you you know you go to waste your career, ruin your I career. Mean, Calvin Johnson. I mean, he had Calvin Johnson, but Calvin Johnson even said, "Whoo, I'm tired of being in Detroit. Let me retire early in my prime." Was it? Know? It was Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson versus the world. Yeah, man. versus I mean, the world, yeah. and they still went to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but not to take unnecessary shots at the city of Detroit on a day when they're watching their former quarterback go to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I know they're hurting. But you know the franchise had to watch. The greatest running back of all time retired early. Yep. And maybe the greatest receiver of all time. But you called it this summer. I remember we had a discussion about it. Everybody was like, is Matthew Stafford like a huge upgrade from Jared Goff? Hell yeah. Yeah, he's he's a huge upgrade. Y'all are gonna learn that every now and then, <laughs> every now and then Christian knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he he's a huge upgrade. Did you Jared Goff doesn't win that game yesterday? And then McVeigh knows what happened in the Super Bowl 13 and 3. That's not happening with Matthew Stafford. Look, he just beat Brady this past season, put up 30 points. But you were right, and I and I agree with you. I'm like, that is a huge upgrade, and it showed yesterday. You're down 17-7 against who I thought had the best defense in the playoffs out of all the teams that came into the playoffs this year. They're the hottest team, and you went down there and you won the game, and you won it, like, ugly. So the Rams could win it, like, nice and pristine, and they could really win it really ugly. I do, I do find it fascinating because all four teams kind of went about this in a different way, right? Where the 49ers have completely built out of the draft, right? Where it's just, they took defensive lineman after defensive lineman after defensive lineman and just built with that defense. And then you go pay a quarterback, you're not even going to play. And it's just Kyle Shanahan, for the most part, outsmarting everybody, just coaching the hell out of the football and winning. Then you have the Rams who just said, we're going to. Golden State Warriors this thing. Yeah. We're going to Lakers yeah. this thing. We're, if we need a piece, we're just going to go get it. We're going to go get Kevin Durant, right? Uh, we need a pass rusher. Let's go get Von Miller. Yeah. Right? We need a DB. Let's go get Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. We need a quarterback. All right, let's go get Matt Stafford. Right? We're just going to we're gonna piece this thing together with the best <laughs> players from around the league. Like the we, we went and looked at the 2016 All-Pro team, and we're like, yep, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah. so, let's go get them. So em. they did that. Uh, then you have the Bengals. The Bengals had four wins last year. Yeah. Right, right with the Falcons, yeah. Four wins, but the Bengals, they're winning right now because they can afford to because they have a quarterback on a rookie deal, right? It's kind of like Russell Wilson at the beginning with the Seahawks. I'm not comparing that defense to the Legion of Boom, but think about some of the guys you're able to afford right now that TD Hawkinson, you're uh, able to go get a Von Bell to play defense for you. Eli Apple, even though people have been criticizing him, has played well, and he's better than a lot of corners in the league. So it's like you're able to go get these players and then just really good drafting there with Jamar Chase. Insane. And then, yeah. Well, I mean, think of the wide receivers they they've drafted over the past few years T. that Higgins. are on that team. Yeah. T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they've constructed an an insane offense. 
Well, you you said yeah. that defense isn't the Legion of Boom, but I mean, it's to me, like their, their counterpoint, their counterpart, I think, is like the strength of that Seattle team was that defense. The strength, obviously, for this Cincinnati team is this insane offense that they've built completely from the drafts. It's been I don't crazy. even know. I don't even know if one is overly better than the other, really? because I think the I think the biggest weak point on the team is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That that's true. That that drags them down a little bit. You're not gonna lie. It drags yeah. Joe and Burrow so I, down I quite a bit too. I just think they're good complimentary football. Yeah, yeah. Zach Taylor deserves to be a coach of the year. Burrow has to be the MVP. Um, I know we. I said Rodgers. I, I Cooper Cup. I yeah, I would pick Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup now has more yards like postseason and regular season combined than anyone in the history of the NFL. You know, Only the reason problem wh- with that is I think that automatically goes to Matt Stafford. If if it's Cooper Cup, I think it automatically shifts Matt to Matt Stafford. Stafford. I, w- I will put it like this: I'll say Burrow because this is what you said. They were four and twelve. Nobody, no. I mean, when we got yeah, to the playoffs, you picked last year. Yeah. yeah, when we got to the playoffs, you know, Christian picked the Bengals. But if you said beginning of the year, oh, Bengals going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come, I, I like was nobody, nobody that do that. Night last night, I just looked at well, like I looked at my dad about he six went times. into Mahomes. House. No, can yeah, we talk about this him. though? Can we talk about like as much as we want to talk about the the swag from Joe Burrow? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the fact that Jamar Chase is already a number one receiver? Uh, I think he's top three. Um, yeah, I, certainly before this game, I said he was top five. But I mean, what yeah. he was doing, we were talking about this in the break, is the thing that's missing right now for that Chiefs offense is they don't have a Sammy Watkins opposite a Tyreek Hill. Right. They don't have that guy where it's just. I need the jump ball on the outside. I need you to go be physical and beat somebody on the outside. They got a lot of small receivers. They have McCole Hardman and Tyree Hill, right? Uh, Pringle, that's, that's just like, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, can run really fast and can cook you, but they just don't have that big, meaty dude on the outside, right? Jamar Chase is a built-in-a-lab Julio Jones kind of wide receiver. You know who he kind of yes. reminds me of, just like a bigger version? Steve Smith. Jamar Chase? Mm, yeah, kind I, of. To, he, he's see, feisty like him, to, too. To, to me, I think he's one of those Julio Jones type of wide receivers. Can't get mad at like that. Like Michael Thomas kind of wide receiver. Right. He's got the frame. I, he's got the build. He's fast as hell. I can't name a wide receiver that might be better than him. Maybe but Cooper I think, Cup. I mean, DeAndre right. Hopkins is better than Devontae yeah. Adams, yeah. D-Hop, right. yeah. then who? Yeah, I you think know? that's that's the yeah. dangerous part about what you guys are saying, though, is you're talking about his but body he's type. Rookie. Yeah, I know. You're talking about his body type and his size and all that. You're talking about his speed and his route running. He, like you said, he's built in the lab. He literally put every part of a wide receiver and put it together and said, oh, yeah, by the way, you're playing with Joe Burrow. <laughs> I, didn't think he, I didn't think he was going to be this good. But that jump ball he Nasty. got yesterday um, where they threw on the, um, the left pylon, I said, I said that's kind of tough to guard. Yeah. Like he's one-on-one just just jumping in the air, going, you know, airborne. For them. I'm like, that's kind of tough Dude, to guard. They ran that play two plays in a row. Yeah. Dude, they did it two plays in a row. They said, if you're going to go run on with Jamar Chase, we're going to throw it at him. Yeah. And they just kind of, like Joe Burrow just kind of like dialed in his trajectory a little bit. Right, and it's like he he threw that he literally threw the same pass. The first one, the <laughs> Jamar Chase just didn't come back to it. He took right. it. He took it to the back pylon. Very next play, he just kind of stops and he catches it with his right arm. Jamar Chase is a freak. Look, I was telling PJ this on the break. I love Mahomes, but we gotta slow down. And, uh, we have to slow down on giving no, him no, so no, much no, praise. No, no. I don't. I, I don't think that's true. Did I, you I see think we might have to slow down. First half. Yeah, but I think we might have to slow down only because. This isn't the first time Mahomes has done that, where Cam, he's kind of Cam. Cam. He, no, no, no. no, no Mahomes is saying, great. But think about what you're saying. You're like, this isn't the first time he's done this in an AFC Championship. In his first four years 
of starting as an NFL quarterback. He has been to four AFC championships and two no, this, Super Bowls. This is what I tell people. Matt Ryan, in his 18,000 years of being an NFL quarterback, <laughs> has been to look, one look, Super look. Bowl. This is what I tell people. Two NFC championships. I give you the Matt Ryan thing, but at the same time, Mahomes, I think people forget, he got inherited to a team that was a game away from the AFC championship. They were 12-4. and four. You got Tyreek Hill there before he got there, Kelsey, Andy Reid, that staff. He came into the most per outside of Brady. Well, before, even better than Brady, he came into the most perfect no, but, situation but, but see, ever. But see, with Tom Brady, you could say Tom Brady's defense has won him his first two championships. Absolutely. Teddy, yeah, Teddy Bruschi and Richard Seymour and those dudes. And Adam Terry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, God, who's the uh, Rodney Harrison? Yeah, the, just play. Deion Branch played both sides. Like and it's Super just, Bowl. it's like you can say you have Corey Dillon playing running back for him his first two years. So it's like everybody benefits. Like Tom Brady's not taking the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. Like no, I mean, roster. I will like, say this though. Nobody's that good. And think about Tom Brady, what he inherited when he went to the or went to the uh, Buccaneers. They had Mike Evans. No, they no, had no. Mike I agree Fournette. with that. They I'm had not they had that. the dudes on defense, so everybody benefits from the roster they play on. I just think, I I think Mahomes is great, but I keep hearing best quarterback. I don't know if he's the best quarterback. I would. I have never called him the best quarterback to this day. I've never said he's the best quarterback. Plain and simple. Um, a lot of people put him in top five all time. I'm like, I don't know where y'all get that from. That's uh, more of a longevity. When we did it last thing. week, it was the top five quarterback since 2000. Yep. I don't even know if I put him in the top I, five. I, do. I don't know. That's that's really hard because you have, have Brady, Breeze, Rogers. I think the measurement. I'd of argue a, he's better than Breeze. I think the measurement of a quarterback is the postseason. Yeah. How many Super Bowls did Drew Breeze go to? Two. Patrick Mahomes has already been there. I think he's. I think he's gone to two. I, I think he's been to one. Be I think he went to one. Just one. Yeah, he, he went, went to one, one and one. He won one. Yeah, one against Peyton Manning. Yeah, one. He's been. He should have been to three. But I mean, we'll see what happened in those. I mean, I will games. put it like this with Mahomes. It's just the situation he got the, brought into. It's hard to argue. Was the year it Breeze won the year they picked off Brett Favre in the Superdome? Yes. Yeah. God, yeah. I love football. Yeah. 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 Well, that was the that, Katrina that was, year. That was Bounty Gate. And all Bounty Gate. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking about that the other day. Katrina year, Bounty Gate. I will say this about Mahomes, though. He's a great quarterback. They kinda he kind of reminds me of uh Steph Curry a little bit as far as football. He likes the home run play a lot. I'm pretty sure he'll get used to like taking the simple play. That's something they discussed with him a couple of years ago. Take the simple play, move on. He tries to do the home run play a lot. I think that kind of hurts him though. I don't know. I think he's doing things at the quarterback position we've never seen. And there's a lot of people who have tried to emulate him, and you really can't. That's kind of like with Steph Curry. He kind of changed the way people approach basketball, but you can't emulate the best at it. I yep. I think Patrick Mahomes, regardless of what happened, because, again, a lot of fan bases just want to go to an AFC championship like once every five years. The Chiefs have lived there the past four. That's true. And they've been to two Super Bowls with him, and they were a play away yesterday from going to another one. His, his career kind of reminds me. Of how Rogers started. Remember, Rogers won really early. You want to talk about inheriting? Yeah, no, nah, I yeah. mean, yeah, he talk about that team. I mean, I don't know if he inherited a great team like this team though. This team was like absolutely great. But I mean, he had Donald Driver. Yeah, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, at and that Greg Jennings. That's I mean, not Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Nowhere near. And Greg he didn't Jennings, have Greg Jennings was nasty. He didn't have for a Andy Reid. That's very true. He didn't have a Tyrant. Well, that year he had Charles Woodson on defense. I do remember that year. Yeah. But, no, yeah. what I'm saying is he won early kind of like Rodgers did, and then since then Rodgers has just been, you know, Rodgers, MVPs, winning games, and then kind of losing before they get to the Super Bowl. I just hope Mahomes is not like that because I, I actually feel like he could be 
the greatest of all time. It just depends on like he has to clean up a few things. Brother, as far he's as got care eight more ball. Super Bowls and to go to, and six more wins to get before you I can think start if he talking get about four that. Four or five. That he he's might better than Tom Brady. He if he could get four that or five, because think about it, he Cam. might end up his career with like Cam. six MVPs. Cam, think about it. Cam, he might end his career with six Tom. MVPs. The man's never played a role. What's, playoff a, okay, game. what's amazing about this past weekend is like the <laughs> the two hour trip we all went on, where it was Tom Brady's retiring, and then it's like, are, are we sure? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. You see the Falcons memes where they're like, well, the NFC South is wide open. Yeah, and no, they show and, Matt Ryan. Yeah. No, it's not wide yeah, open still. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's still not. It's Just because we have the best is quarterback. Is Tom Brady's greatest comeback yet? We'll, we'll find right. out. Isn't it crazy, though? Like, think about, again, think about what you guys just talked about. We have two quarterbacks that, that have that sort of potential this earlier in their career. Joe Burrow. His second year mm-hmm. going to the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes, four straight AFC championship games. Uh, two Super Bowls already. One Super Bowl win. I mean, like, you you have all these guys. Like, Matt Stafford's been in the league forever. Going to his first Super Bowl. And that's a, that's amazing. That's fantastic in itself. Has he been but, in the league? Or has he been in Detroit? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good argument there. But yeah. all I'm saying is the potential at the quarterback position. There, there was a time a couple years ago when I was like, Man, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, oh, it's, no, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I was like, they're a, all, they're all about to retire, and I don't see nothing. Yeah, like, and I don't, Ben Roethlisberger, like, and I don't know what tops it. Ra- it I was might like, top it. I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> next. Like, what's gonna come next? Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Herbert, they're your dudes. He's on the way. Herbert, Herbert, yeah, Herbert's is, right there. Herbert might be Philip Rivers. Like, well, that's what's crazy about him playing with the Chargers. Like, man, so he might good, be an though. incredible quarterback that just. Can't get over the hump because of who I, is around. I, I think he'll get he'll get over the because he's gifted. Like he's just different. He he's really built in a lab. He's like, gifted. You got to get someone else, oh, yeah, you out there him. for him other than yeah. Mike Williams. That's true. Cam it's finds true. the weirdest teams to ride for. No, I, no, no. I <laughs> biggest, like biggest Michigan State Herbert Chargers cool. fan I've ever met in my life over here. I think Herbert's cool, man. I just wanted him to make the playoffs. I, it, it sucked to not see him in the playoffs. Right. You know, I would oh, love no, to see him. No, we, we, we are certainly going to see the Chargers in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and like it could be Trey Lance time uh, with the 49ers, and if he turns into another Josh Allen with Kyle Shanahan, that could be dangerous. So, yeah, it's an interesting spot. Uh, see who the Falcons draft. The Falcons maybe take somebody. I don't think Stop. in this draft, listen, I like Malik Willis. I like Matt Corral. I like those guys. I don't think there's one of those Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow types. Would you take class. a guy in the second round? If you could, like a Sam uh, Howell the, falls the, no, to you. No, 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 no. The one that I would take a flyer on if he falls like the second or third round is Bailey Zappi. Oh, from um, Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, yeah. we were looking at him today. He's got the mm-hmm. single-season record for yards. He threw for almost 6,000 yards in one season. That's not bad. That's not That's, <laughs> that's not, not bad. bad. <laughs> that's literally the best and, ever. And, and, and remember, they have two second-round picks this year. That could happen. You know what, Cam? As much as we talk about the quarterback position, I was looking at those defensive lines. Yesterday, oh, yeah. and I'm like, we keep talking about quarterbacks, but I, I know I've said this at nauseum on the show. If the quarterback is the most important position on the field, the guy that's charged with hunting down the quarterback is the second most important. And so look at the Rams. The only reason they were still in that game at the end is because Aaron Donald was absolutely physically dominating another human being the entire game. The 49ers, why are they good? Because their offense, hell no. They're good because they have Armstead and Bosa lined up next to each other, right? <laughs> like, that's why yep. these teams are so yeah. damn good. As much as we want to talk about Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, who has lived on that Chiefs team for the past decade? Chris Jones. And he's still out there massacring people. Yeah. So, like, the Falcons, I love Grady Jarrett. He needs help. 
And so I would not be upset if the Falcons spent this entire draft just drafting linemen. No. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, you could see evidently like that San Fran and 49ers game, that was a bloodbath. Yeah. yeah, like those guys, Hell they yeah. were out yeah. there hitting. Awesome, they were hitting. Think about like the, the hit on Debo. Too. Yeah, oh, that oh, was nasty. Man. Oh no, yeah. I know that was uh, that good. was that was Nick Scott, Penn Stater. But anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of that, I mean, you talk about the Chiefs and that defensive line. Even just a few years ago, what? Yeah, Justin Houston out there, Tom Bali. I mean, Clark. bro, talk about it. A few years ago, you have Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram on the same defensive <laughs> yeah. line. line. Melvin yeah. Ingram is that dude. dude yeah. Oh man, don't talk about him, man. Yeah, yeah. Melvin Ingram started that, the season in Pittsburgh, of course. Yeah, Melvin Ingram is that guy, God. and he's out there like just boat racing dudes around the end and getting to Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow doing Joe Burrow things. I know there's a bunch of Georgia fans out there having flashbacks yesterday watching that at the SEC yeah, Championship I, yeah. because Joe Burrow <laughs> dead to rights and he just somehow finds a way to get out of there and throw for a first down. All right, let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk some college football. Your boy did a little bit of research. We're gonna dive into it next, right here on Second Down. ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian O'Kell alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry. All right, I want to talk some college football here, but Cam brought up an interesting point. We got an all-SEC quarterback matchup in the Super Bowl, which I think is pretty interesting because it was just, all right, PJ. You guys I, will find anything. No, I just think it's I'm just interesting. Yeah, we're going no, to navigate kidding. away from that. <laughs> we're going to navigate kidding. away from this, but I do think it's interesting, and maybe we can talk about this tomorrow. Five or six years ago, the SEC was great because of defenses, and the whole knock on it was always quarterbacks. Yeah. Yep. Right? Like, after Johnny Manziel, it was like the A.J. McCarron League. <laughs> yeah. Because there wasn't great quarterbacks coming out of Florida. Nobody really great coming out of Georgia. I mean, Aaron Murray kind of had a cup of coffee with the Chiefs, but outside of that, never really did anything with the NFL. So, mm-hmm. I want to talk about that because quarterbacks in the SEC all of a sudden exploding uh, inside the NFL. So, let's we'll, we'll dive into that. I mean, what, you had... The Dolphins with an SEC starting quarterback, the Patriots with an SEC starting quarterback, the Eagles with an SEC starting quarterback, the Rams, the Bengals. Some more teams out there, man. So I mean, I'll just, I'll just put just put it out there. But no, I uh, I've been thinking since Georgia won the national championship. We talked about this last week. I don't know if you were here, Cam, but Georgia fans need to kind of be grateful just because of the five-year stretch that they've been on under Kirby Smart. Cam, prior to Kirby Smart getting there and Georgia going to the Rose Bowl in 2017, can you tell me the last time Georgia had been in a New Year's Six slash BCS Bowl prior to that? Was it the year they played Hawaii? Yeah, it was 2008, Okay, which was the 2007 season. So it had been a decade (laughs) since Georgia had been to one of those quote-unquote elite New Year's Bowls, right? Since they went to the Rose Bowl, they've been in one every year, and then they've played a couple national championships. So... For some perspective, I went back and I looked at the national champions from college football over the last 20 years and basically looked at five-year stretches because for Georgia, 2017 through 2021, went to two national championships and won one, right? In that time, Georgia is 58-10, and 10, which is an 85% winning percentage, Yeah, which I think most fan bases will take that. Absolutely. You had one three-loss year in there which I think, yeah, it was 2018. You lost to LSU in the, yeah, you lost to LSU in the regular season. You lost to Alabama in the SEC Championship, and then you lost to Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Oh, yeah. That, so yeah. you had a you had a yeah. three-loss year in there, but still you're playing in the Sugar Bowl, yeah. right? And uh, the whole, we were just disappointed coming off of 
uh, not getting to play in the college football playoff, and it wasn't just that Texas came out here and whipped our butts. But regardless, so I went back and I was like, <laughs> okay, just for some comparison sakes, let's go find the best five-year stretches from other national champions inside of 2020, or inside of the 2000s, excuse me. Yeah. So the one that I will say got left off of here because I'm going by the official record books is early 2000s USC. Because if you go by the official history books, one of the seasons in there is 0-1. Wow. Okay. And the other one had some losses added to it as well. So I just I was like, you know what? We're just going to leave them off. We all know how good they were. I think they lost four games in five years. Yeah. Redonkulous. But I went and looked at some other teams. So the most impressive one, I thought, just five-year stretch by one team was Clemson. 2015 to 2019, Clemson went 69 and five. Yeah, so a loss a year. They <laughs> went to four national championships and won two of them in yeah. five years, and they won 93 percent of their games. Complete, just total insanity. Right, yeah. and so Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. leading those teams. A little Kelly Bryant in there. Yeah, a little bit of Kelly. Yeah, a little, little bit of Kelly Bryant. Those little, those defensive lines and losing <laughs> one national championship to. God, what's the insurance salesman's name? Uh, Blake Coker. Blake Co- Jay Coker. Jake Coker. And then, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> semifinal. Yeah, and then and then losing State. one to Joe Burrow to kind of yeah. end that five year stretch. And so that was a, that was an insane team. Again, sixty nine and five. Can Crazy. you guess which team has two amazing five year stretches? Oh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, it has to be. So yeah. from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, Alabama won sixty one out of sixty eight games. <laughs> In a five year stretch, they had three national championship appearances and won all three. Yep. And won eighty nine point seven percent of their games. Fast forward a couple years. We're just not gonna remember two thousand thirteen. Two thousand fourteen to two thousand eighteen, Alabama went sixty seven and six. Won ninety one point eight percent of their games, <laughs> played in four national championships and won two of them. That's crazy. I'm gonna like, have to go with massacre. There's levels everybody. to this stuff. Like, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go 08 and 12, um, only because that's when you had like Cam Newton in college. Obviously, Cam was gonna get him one. He was yeah. gonna get him one. <laughs> and then I want to say you got Tim Tebow in one of those years. It, what was it? 08 or 09? You got him mm-hmm. in one of them years. That's just impressive. Like you're doing that in the SEC with like Cam and Menzel and Tebow and Stafford. You had Tebow, and I mean, you beat Tebow, and then you go massacre Texas in the in the national championship game. And why I say massacre is like I know it finished as a close game or whatever, but like you literally took their starting quarterback and just thirty-seven twenty drove them out the game. Yeah. But I know, I know, I, mean, talk, just, I know we talked about this for hours. Yeah, Marcel Darius just massacring someone. But I know we could talk about this for hours. But I just I want to give it some context. And again, like I said, Georgia won eighty-five percent. Another one, so people don't yell at me. Two thousand to two thousand and four, Miami. And I thought this one was the okay. most comparable yeah. to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because and I think when it comes down to it, when you look at the draft picks in comparison, now that that Miami team is the 2001 Miami team is forever cemented as goat status. But just looking at the win percentage and the number of draft picks, I think it's kind of eerily similar. Miami won 55 out of uh, 62 games. Georgia won 58 out of 68. Right? Georgia had an 85 percent winning percentage. Miami had an 88 winning percentage. They both played in two national championships. They both won one. Yeah. So. Just trying to give it some comparison. So Georgia is up there as one of the better teams of the last 20 years. Yeah. But sure. Alabama is just different, and we shouldn't forget how good Clemson is. But something I want to talk about tomorrow, too, Kirby Smart's been involved in a lot of this. Yeah. Everything we just talked about, 2008 to 2012, 
2014 to in 2015, a couple of national championship appearances in there for Alabama. Kirby Smart was pretty intrinsically involved. You talk about Marcel Darius massacring Colt McCoy, defensive coordinator in that game. Yep. All right. So a lot of jewelry. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about that too, but just giving some context uh, for how good Georgia has been since Kirby Smart arrived there. Obviously, we're leaving out the Independence Bowl year. I know it's selective, but that was his first year. So we're moving on from that. Last five years for Georgia. That's why we capped it at five, right? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about Nick yeah, Saban's yeah, first yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. The, so, you know, last five years for Georgia fans, something to enjoy. And I don't, I, I, like Kirby said, I don't think they're going anywhere. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back, wrap up second down, get you ready for three and out. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Got a big show coming up today on three and out. BJ Bennett, Ben Troop, and Kevin Thomas. Obviously breaking down the Super Bowl matchup, but the guys are going to catch up with now the, what, eighth seed, Cam? Voice of the Atlanta Hawks, Bob Rathburn. Oh, going to hey. break in, beat the hell out of some team from Los Angeles uh, <laughs> over the weekend. So we'll dive into that. Uh, also, of course, take three coming up. We're going to discuss Tom Brady's retirement or non-retirement. We'll catch up with Ryan Green from 1010XL in Jacksonville. All that coming up on 3 and Out. If you missed any portion of our show, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or ESPNCoastal.com. Talk to everyone tomorrow.